Glory to God. Glory to God for the things that he has done. Mm. Mercy for Jesus. Matthew chapter 8, beginning at verse 5, when you have found it, when you have found it, say with me, thank you, Lord, for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Help us to hide it in our heart that we might not sin against thee. Beginning at the fifth verse from the New Revised Standard Version. When he, Jesus, entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. Catch that in the spirit right there. A centurion came to him. Appealing, stay with me, to him. And saying, Lord, my servant mm, 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 is lying at home, paralyzed. The New Revised Version says he's in terrible distress. He, Jesus, said to him, the centurion, I will come and cure him. Jesus Christ from Nazareth. Now, the centurion answered Jesus. He said, Lord, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, Lord, I am not worthy. Mm, 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 mm. To have you come under my roof. Wow. Stay with me. But only. Look at somebody and say only. But only speak the word. See, y'all waiting for the sermon. I'm already preaching. Only speak the word. Only speak the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, watch this, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. To my slave, do this, and the slave does it. Now, when Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, in no one in Israel, who is Israel? That's the house of God. That's the people of God, the believers, the church. Wow. Watch this. In no one in Israel have I found such faith, the word of God. For the people of God, look at two people and say, I'm not worthy, but he's still able. I'm not worthy, but he's still able. Precious Lord, speak in this place that we might not hear from man, but we might hear from you. Unstop deaf ears, open closed minds, soften hardened hearts. 
that as we hear from you, we are receptive to what you shall say and we are able to retain it for another day. I pray now, God, that you would use me in such a way that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, I thank you for being my Lord. I thank you for being my Redeemer. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. I'm not worthy, but he's still able. People that know me really, 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 really well, and that's a small group of people, they know that one of the things I tend to struggle with is perfectionism. Now, while I know and understand that no one is perfect, that realization doesn't stop me being the person that I am from striving for perfection. I strive to be the best person, the best employee, the best pastor, the best at everything that I do. But in reality, as long as I am in this corruptible flesh, I am bound to live an imperfect life. Now, because of these imperfections, it is imperative to realize that I'm not alone. I know, I know, I know, I know. Some of you thought you were something that you're not. Now, I came to help somebody this morning. I know I'm not alone because just as I have faults, I know some others that have faults too. Just as I have shortcomings, I know uh, that um, there are some others that have shortcomings too. In fact, just as I stumble and sometimes I fall, others suffer the same consequences in this thing called life. But the good news today is that in spite of my imperfections, and they are many, there is a perfect God that loved me enough to wake me up this morning and let me see a brand new day. In fact, I would venture to say that I am who I am, not because of my perfections, but because of my imperfections. My imperfections remind me that I'm not really all that. That was, that was, that was, that was, that, that, that one kind of hurt me, that, that reality right there. I, you know, I thought I was important. I thought I was special. But one day I came to the realization, boy, you really ain't all that special. My imperfections, they, they keep me in check because they remind me, watch this, to have a level of grace, not just for myself, but even towards others. It's my imperfections that are reminders to me that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would not have been able to make it these quick, fast, and short 38 years in this thing called life. However... Understand that in spite of my bill, my imperfections, my bills are still paid by the hand of the Lord. I live in a secure home by the hand of the Lord. I got a job to go to by the hand of the Lord. I have friend, family and friends around me by the hand of the Lord. And one of the most important things that I can think of is that he woke me up this morning in my right mind. I'm not worthy, but he's still able. Now, I can honestly say at this young age I have reached, I have learned to thank God for my imperfections. These imperfections tell me that he is a good God. I know this because he continuously looks beyond my faults, and I mean he continuously looks beyond my faults to see my needs. 
I trust this because while I was yet in sin, Paul said that God sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for me. So I've learned to thank God for my imperfections as they are reminders of his perfectness. Let me say that again. I've learned to thank God for my imperfections because they remind me of his perfectness. And I've got enough humility to understand that everything I have comes from God. James tells us in his first chapter, around the 17th verse, I believe, that every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. If I have it, it's because God gave it to me. And if God gave it to me, he's more than well able to take it away. If it's happening to me, it's happening because God is allowing it. But if he allows it at any time, he can step in and bring it to an end. And I have to be humble enough to be like Paul and watch this, give thanks in everything that I find myself facing. Look at somebody and say, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. So thankful because I am much like this centurion servant in our text today. Jesus opens this eighth chapter, healing a man who was overcome by a skin disease called leprosy. This leper, as he was called, he comes to meet Jesus. And we don't know much about this particular leper except that he is a man of great faith. How do you know that, Pastor G? Thank you for asking. He had enough faith to go and see Jesus. He had enough faith to believe that if Jesus was willing, he could heal him of his infirmity. This leper had enough faith to speak the very thing that he wanted Jesus to do and to believe that Jesus would do it. It was this leper's faith that moved Jesus to choose to cure him, and immediately, the Bible says, he was cleansed. Look at somebody and say, crazy faith, crazy faith, crazy faith. This thing on? Can y'all hear me? Okay, I just, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Crazy faith, crazy faith, crazy faith. Crazy faith is a level of faith that we all should desire to have. We get stuck on that scripture that says if you have faith as a mustard seed, and we get stuck there because we don't read it correctly. We falsify the scripture by saying if I have faith the size of a mustard seed. But it's not little faith that gets things done. It's great faith that gets things done. The picture there is if I have faith as a mustard seed, which means that the mustard seed, one of the smallest, if not the smallest seeds on the earth, is able to produce a plant that grows several, several, several feet into the air. In other words, I don't want to have a tiny amount of faith, but I want to have enough faith that after I planted that thing in the ground and started to water it a little bit, and I start to experience life, and I start to lean and depend on Jesus. And that tiny seed now becomes a seven, eight, nine foot tall uh, plant that shows me out of a little thing can come a great thing. He says, crazy faith is what we should desire to have. It's this level of faith that says, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I believe that you will. 
Crazy Faith says, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but while I'm going, I'm going to keep on until I get to the very end. It says, I don't often feel you near me. Sometimes I feel like you're not even hearing my prayer. However, I'm still going to call on your name because I know that you'll never leave me even when I can't feel you, even when I can't trace you, and you'll never forsake me. If life has taught me anything, First Antioch Baptist Church, about God. It is this. My faith will cause sickness to be healed. My faith can cause mountains to be moved. My faith will get me to a place that no man, even myself, thinks that I deserve to be. My faith is what makes God do things in my life that others don't think I am worthy of receiving. Look at somebody and say, crazy faith, crazy faith, crazy Faith. It was this same crazy faith that takes us into the next story of this eighth chapter, beginning at the fifth verse. We find Jesus entering into what many scholars call his favorite town, Capernaum. And it is upon his arrival here in Capernaum that we see that an announcement went forth. What was the announcement? Jesus is on his way. Somebody heard that Jesus was coming, and so they got on the phone. They called Lottie, Dottie, and them, and they started sending emails and text messages. Some of them got their pigeons out and attached a little note to them. Some of them took their little glass bottles and threw it down in the river because there was some folk downstream they needed to get a message to. They said, Jesus is about to pass on through. I don't know what you need, and I don't know what you desire, but now is a good time to come to Capernaum because Jesus is about to be here. I would Admit to you first, Antioch, that we ought to be the type of place that when people hear about this branch of Zion, they want to come and be here because Jesus is stopping by. We ought to be the type of household of faith that when people pass by, they want to stop here because they know that the Spirit of God dwells here. We ought to be the type of place that when people enter into those gates, they come with thanksgiving and they enter the courts with praise because they know that the Spirit of God dwells at First Antioch. Baptist Church. I've got a little sidetrack there. Bring it on back in. Now, upon his arrival, we hear that the announcement that Jesus was coming through went forth. And as this word began to spread, I imagine that many people came to see him. They had heard how he was healing the sick, and they had heard how he was bringing sight to the blind. They had heard about this young prophet from, uh, from Nazareth who was just laying hands on people in their situation as bad as it was got better. So they came. They came to see about this man named Jesus. You got to understand that most of these people were still unbelievers. But they heard about this man named Jesus. And as this word began to, to, to spread, I imagine they might have come to hear what he might say, whether he would preach, whether he would teach, whether he would lay hands, whether he would cast blessings or healings and here we see he is approached by someone who heard of the wonder of his power. This centurion was a Gentile, if you will. He was not of the household of faith. He had yet to give his life to Christ. He was not part of the Jewish heritage. In fact, he was still at this time an unbeliever. In his position as centurion, we know that he was an officer within the Roman ranks. This all speaks to the fact that he was also a man of desperation. 
How do I know that? This man of desperation, who was a Roman, went to call on a Jew to help him with his problem. Mm, 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 mm. This man had such desperation that it made him a man of authority submit to another man's authority. Mm. He understood that no matter how high I get, there's going to be a time in my life where there's somebody else who's got more authority to me, and I've got to be humble enough to submit myself to said authority. Desperation was one that had not been seen before, even within the body of Christ, and it was exactly why he got what he needed. Now, this centurion, one thing we do know about him is that he was obviously a caring man. He approaches Jesus with a request on behalf of one of his, not his friends per se, not his brother, not his uh, co-laborer, as, uh, not one of his co-workers, not even his superiors. He, we know he was a caring and kind man because he comes to Jesus on behalf of one who is called his servant. He didn't have to intercede for this servant, but the relationship that they had with each other dictated that he would do whatever he needed to do for the well-being of this person. His relationship uh, tells us that it doesn't matter how high we ascend in life. We've got to remember that none of us are so high that we won't ever have a need from somebody else. The centurion is also a man of power and authority, but he speaks to Jesus saying, I have a servant who is at home and he's not doing very well. I believe that death was knocking at the door. The Bible says his body, he was paralyzed, unable to do for himself. We would look at this diagnosis and we would say, ah, don't look too good. I imagine that the doctors probably hadn't given them anything that they really wanted to hear. But Jesus, seeing the centurion's distress, without even being asked to do it, says to him, I will come and I will heal him. This lets us know that God knows what we need before we even ask him. But every once in a while, God wants us to have enough faith to come to him and do what his word says, which is to cast our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. Now, as Jesus decides to go to the centurion's home, the centurion takes a moment of self-reflection, if you will. He takes a moment of self-examination. He understands not just who he heard this Jesus was, but now that he's in his presence, I imagine he's probably beginning to feel who this Jesus really is. And in this moment, he, he realizes that he ain't that great of a person. He probably thinks he's an okay guy, but he, he probably began to look back over his life and realize 
a lot of the things that he has done, a lot of the ways that he had treated people, a lot of the things that he had said. He, he probably began to do some self-inventory and understand that if Jesus is who I think he is, then I'm not even worthy for him to come to my house. Yet in spite of this, he still has enough faith to go and see Jesus. In spite of this, he still has enough faith to offer a petition unto the Lord and Savior of the world. I submit to you this morning, First Antioch, that it doesn't matter where you find yourself in your life. Jesus is always there, and if you let him, he's always available. It is this humility that many of the believers could adopt to understand that I don't deserve anything that I have, but to be grateful that all that I have comes from the Lord. To understand that I don't deserve, watch this, like the centurion, to even be in the Lord's presence, but I thank him when he comes to see about me. To understand that I don't even deserve, watch this, to have him come not just to my other house, but to my physical house. Come on, somebody. But he loves me enough that he said, behold, I'll stand at the door of your heart and I'm still going to knock. But also to understand that in spite of who I am and what I have done and who they think I am, I still need him in my life. To understand that I can't go on without the hand of God protecting me to also understand like the songwriter said without him I would be nothing without him I would fail without him life would be hopeless like a ship great God in Zion without a sail but I also know him to be a savior that will come and see about me even if I don't really call on him all I've got to do is have enough faith that he'll come. Watch this. The centurion says, I don't deserve great God in Zion. Think about how powerful that statement is. I, I don't deserve. I'm a man of authority. Uh, uh, there are people who answer to me. There are people that when I say jump, they don't ask how high they just jump. There are people when I say run, they take off in a full sprint. There are people that when I say do, they do. When I say go, they go. When I say come, they come. I myself am a man of status and position and authority. But I understand that even I don't deserve for you, Lord Jesus, to come to my house. But here's what I know. I know what I've heard. I've heard something about you, Jesus, that I don't need you to come to my house. That's not what I came here for. I didn't come to ask you to come to my house. I didn't come to ask you to come and lay hands. I didn't come to ask you to come to me and do anything. I simply came so I could have you speak. Speak the word. Because if you speak the word, I believe that by the power I've heard that you have, I know from without a doubt that my servant will be healed. He says, I know I don't deserve what I'm asking for, but I know that you're able to do it. He understood something. I'm not worthy, but he is still able. 
He said, I, I know I shouldn't even be coming to you with this petition, but I believe you can answer this prayer even for a sinner like me. He understood before he asked Jesus to do anything that there was something that he needed to do first, and that was to recognize that I know I am undeserving. I don't even deserve for you to hear my petition, but I thank you for being in the place that if I I call on you, you won't just hear my faintest cry, but at some point, even if you don't do it when I want you to, eventually you'll answer by and by. He said, I know I'm not a worthy, but I believe God that you are still able. Is there anybody in this room today that can testify that God has done some things for you that you didn't deserve? Is there anybody in First Antioch this morning that can testify that God has opened some doors that should have stayed closed and closed some doors that the enemy should have left open? Is there anybody in First Antioch this morning that God God has healed your body when sickness should have been the end of it. Is there anybody watching on Facebook that can say, I thank God that even in my undeserving state, he looked beyond my faults. He saw all of my needs. He didn't look at me like a filthy rag, but he loved me enough to give me another chance. Look at somebody and say, another chance, another chance. Another chance. Now look at this. Look at this. I'm almost finished. The faith of the centurion is so strong that Jesus declares, watch this, in amazement, I have not found such faith in all of Israel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is he saying right here? What is he saying right here? He's saying right here that I've been around these church people all this time. But it took somebody outside the church to display this kind of faith. I've been around these believers all this time. But it took an unbeliever to display this kind of faith. I've been around these Jews all this time. The same Jews that he brought up out of Egypt. The same Jews that he brought over Jordan's River. The same Jews that he took into the promised land. I've been around them all this time. But it took a Gentile, hallelujah, to, uh, to display this kind of faith. Why? Watch this. What I really believe he was saying was there's some rocks crying for people that the rocks shouldn't be crying out for. But if it takes somebody on the outside to step into the inside and show you what kind of faith, what crazy favor looks like, then I'm all for it. He says, watch this. Don't just let this happen. And he says to them, he says, don't let the unbeliever outfaith you. Uh-oh. Woo! 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 Come on, church. Don't let the unbeliever outfaith you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let the sinner outtrust God. Don't let the unsaved outdo you in believing that God can and God will. Because as I look back over my life, I can think of all the times that I wasn't worthy. Can I help you first, Antioch? I'm ready to go home now. I can think about how he woke me up this morning when uh, he should have let me stay sleep last night. Uh, I can think about how he got me out of the car accident when I was the one speeding. Uh, 
I can think about how he rescued me from alcoholism when I was the one drinking. Y'all won't say amen. I can think about how he saved me from sexually transmitted diseases when I was out there being promiscuous and just nasty. I know I ain't talking about y'all, but I have a past to look back on. And I thank God for how he kept me while I was yet in sin. He thought about me before I got sick. He thought about me while I was out there in the streets. He thought about me when I was out there cursing and not blessing. He thought about me when I was out there hurting and not helping. And I'm so glad that even though I'm not worthy, he's still able. I'm not worthy of the life that I live, but I'm glad that he's able so that whenever I need him, all I've got to do is call on him. And watch this. I don't need him to come to my house. I don't need him to come to the church. I don't need him to come to my job. I don't need him to get in my car. Like the centurion said, all I need him to do is speak the word. Because if he says it, that settles it. If he says it, it's over. If he says it, that decrees it and that declares it. And I know by the power of his word, whatever he says shall be done. I'm worthy. But like the centurion said, I know you're still able. I've got a whole lot of T's out here uncrossed, a whole lot of I's undotted. I'm not worthy, but I understand that you're able. I'm not worthy to stand in your presence. I'm not worthy to lift this petition to you. I'm not worthy to even call on your name, but I know if I do, you're able. this centurion displays a level of faith from the place of an unbeliever that sometimes we as believers struggle with. This story is not just about having faith, but this story is about, watch this, having enough faith that you are foolish enough to ask God to do something that you really don't believe he can do. The centurion had no idea what Jesus was going to do, what Jesus was going to say. The centurion had no idea if Jesus was going to hear him, if Jesus was going to receive him. Remember, it was his buddies that a little, a little bit further down the road had him arrested, had him beat, hung him up on a cross. And Jesus, watch this, watch this. Watch this. We talk about how the centurion understood that he was unworthy. Here's the good news. Y'all can stand. I'm finished. Here's the good news. Jesus probably, I'm taking a little creative liberty here, probably looked at him and said, you're right. You are unworthy. You're right. You don't deserve this. You're, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. I really shouldn't do this for you. But I'm moving by your faith. Jesus, because watch this. Remember, the centurion thought about himself being unworthy. 
But Jesus looked beyond his faults. <laughs> what am I saying? Next time you go to God with prayer, next time you go to God with a petition, next time you go to God with a request, maybe you should consider you don't deserve nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk about y'all like that. Let me rephrase that. I understand that I'm not worthy. I know some of y'all are. Some of y'all are very deserving. Some of y'all are very worthy. Please, please understand your pastor is not one of those people. I had a moment yesterday. I had to go outside and cool off. And praise the name of the Lord. Mm. I got a witness over here. Yes, Lord. My God today. I had a moment. I said, Lord, and I said, I slipped. I didn't fall, but I did. I slipped. I ain't afraid to be transparent. I slipped up a little bit. I slipped up a little bit. I said, Lord, help me to hold out till my change comes. Because the change was coming, but it won't going to be holy in Jesus' name. I said, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And, and that's not a license. That's not a license to fall. That's not a license to sin. That's simply a recognition that every once in a while, hey, life happens and, and that, that human side rises up over the spiritual side. That's why daily I've got to crucify this flesh so that, watch this, so that I continue, can continue to be a good witness. Because that's really what that was about. That was, that was really about me ruining my witness. That was, that's what it was about. But I believe Jesus, every day, he, he looks at me and he says, he don't deserve to see another day, but I'm going to give him one. He don't deserve that good food that he got to eat, but I'm going to let him eat it. I'm, I'm grateful. He don't deserve to go home and, and adjust the thermostat so that it's not as cold inside as it is outside, but I'm going to let it happen. And when he does that, I've got to have enough sense to say, God, I thank you. Because none of this do I deserve. But you're able to supply my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I don't deserve it. And because I don't deserve it, that's why I praise him the way I pray. That's why I shout the way I shout. That's why I holler the way I holler. I know it might not take all of that for you, but every time I think about how undeserving I am, watch this, but how blessed I am. Gee. Blessed beyond measure. I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy, Todd. I ain't worthy. But I thank him that he is still able, in spite of my unworthiness. That he's still trustworthy, in spite of my untrustworthiness. That he is still faithful, in spite of my faithlessness. Lord, we thank you for reminding us how you continue to look beyond our faults and see our needs. I may not 
and I don't. I don't have everything that I want. My life is not where I want it to be. Things are not the way I personally desire for them to be. But God, my needs are met in that side. Thank you. My needs are met. The things that I need to have, I have. The things that you desire for me to have, I have. And I thank you. Because I understand that you have done it for me when I didn't deserve it. Thank you, 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 thank you. So help me, God. Help me to be a better son. Help me to be a better witness. Help me to be a better ambassador for your kingdom. So that my witness is not ruined. So that even when my flesh is weak, my spirit is still willing. Even when I've got to deal like Paul with the thorn in my side, that I'm still able to run on and see what the end's going to be. Help me to be for you what you have called me to be. God, I thank you for your hand of protection being on each and every person under the sound of my voice. That we each have come this far not in our own will, not by our own status, not by our own power, but we have each come this far by faith. We have each come this far leaning on the Lord. We have each come this far trusting in your holy word because you have never failed us yet. We're not going to turn around. Thank you for allowing us to make the decision, as the songwriter said, to follow Jesus. Plant us in such a wonderful way that there will be no turning back. The world behind us, the cross before us, no turning back. If no one joins us still, Lord, we will follow no turning back. God, I thank you that even though I'm not worthy, you still thought enough of me, not just to give your life, not just to raise three days, three nights later with all power in your hand, but to go back and sit on your throne and send a helper, a comforter, a teacher, a guide in the precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for doing that for us. Thank you for guiding our footsteps every day. Thank you for guiding our thoughts, for bridling our tongues. Thank you for helping us to build our hopes on things eternal and continue to hold to your unchanging hand. This morning I would ask if you're in this room, I would ask that you quickly RSVP to this invitation. This invitation that says, come and give your life to Christ. I promise you that he's a good shepherd. I promise you that he is a vine worthy of being attached to. I promise you that he is a door worthy to walk through. I promise you that he is bread worthy of consuming. That he's water worthy of having a taste of. I promise you that he's a savior that'll never leave you nor forsake you.
My first invitation is to you. If you're in this room, will you just meet me down here so we can pray with you that you give your life to Christ? If you're watching online, if you're watching online and you want to make that decision today to give your life to Christ, just say in the chat room, give myself away. Give myself away. My faults and so my need. My next invitation is to the one who has been in fellowship with us for some time and you want to make an official decision to become a partner with this ministry. We would love to have you come and join this family to help us to do the work that God has called us to do. There's a great work for us to do. The truth of the matter is we don't yet have the resources of people to do it. Our prayer is that you will come and help us do the work. We ask that you will come and offer your gifts to us, your talents to us, your thoughts, your ideas to help us to grow and advance the kingdom of God. If you're in the room, will you come? If you're watching online, just say partnership. If you're watching online, just say partnership. I shall forever lift my eyes to Calvary. Help us say, to view the cross where Jesus died for me. For me. Oh, how marvelous. How marvelous that grace that had caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my, 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 my faults and saw my knees. Amazing grace shall always be For it was grace that bought my liberty. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I just don't know why he came to love me so. But here's what I do know. He looked beyond my fault. Saw my knees. Come on, if that's your testimony, lift it up and say, I shall forever lift my eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died. Oh, that was a marvelous grace, marvelous grace. The grace that called my fallen soul. He looked beyond my faults and saw my need. That's a good place to praise him. Died for me. How marvelous 
mindful and so mine. Come on, give him a praise right there. Somebody ought to tell him thank you. Come on, somebody ought to tell him thank you from the depths of your soul. Somebody ought to thank him for looking beyond your faults. Hallelujah. Come on, if you can't thank him for that, at least thank him for seeing your needs. Hallelujah. Needs that I didn't even know I needed, but you saw my needs, and I say thank you, and I give you the praise. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power in this place. I pray on today that as we prepare to go down from this place, that you will grant us safe traveling mercies to our separate destinations. I pray that when we get home, they shall be found decent in order and better than they were when we left them. I pray now, O oh God, that when we lay down tonight, we won't just go to sleep, but we'll have rest. Peace find those who are troubled right now in the name of Jesus. Understanding find those who are confused right now in the name of Jesus. Healing, find those who are sick in the mighty name of Jesus. Doors that need to be closed, we command you to close now in the name of Jesus. Doors that need to be opened, we, we command you to open now in the name of Jesus. Oh, stumbling block, we decree and declare that you shall be a stepping stone in the mighty name of Jesus. And we shall go forth. Do the great commission, teaching all nations. By your power, we shall baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if we ever forget what you have taught us, Lord, we have the Holy Spirit who is there to remind us of all that you have taught us. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling. Present us faultless before the throne of his grace with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. Let the church 